You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Sachin and today we have an interesting topic which is little lesser known retirement planning tool which is called the reverse mortgage. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. And we have with us Jayesh, who is part of the uh, private wealth division of Motilal Oswal, and they manage roughly seventy-five thousand crore, if I am not wrong. Is that correct, Jay? That's right. Welcome to all the listeners on this podcast. My name uh, is Jayesh Faria. I'm part of Motilal Oswal Private Wealth. I have 25 years experience. Uh, I manage money for high net worth individuals. I talk about retirement planning and within retirement planning, uh, a subject which is closer to my heart called reverse mortgage. And that's the conversation we bring to you so today. Jayesh, this is a very interesting topic, right? Which everyone has an opinion on and which everyone is practicing in some way. That how to plan for your retirement. So one interesting anecdote which I found, you know, so my grandfather, his retirement planning was solely based on his sons and daughter. You know, my son would become a doctor, engineer, IS officer, and you know would fund my retirement. So that was the thinking before my father, the next generation. His retirement planning was mostly he I'll buy a LIC policy which will give me a monthly uh, return even after I retire. But the current generation is completely different, right? Uh, so they have to be a lot more prudent while planning for their retirement. Healthcare expenses are rising. Our life expectancy is also rising. At some point, it was 60 years. People used to, on average, live to 60. Now, I think it must be somewhere uh, 75 to 80. And it's rising as healthcare is improving. So in that situation... How should one plan for retirement? I'm glad that you put it with nice narrative. I think the easiest and the best plan was of a grandfather's. I think and it did well for that generation because India just uh, got independence and uh, we were not highly populated as a country and that plan worked well. Coming to your and my father's, I think that plan is what went for a toss, right? Because in uh, as a country, we moved away from defined benefits. Uh, the Our parents' uh, primary criteria was to get a government job so that you get retiral benefits and you live on a pension. Or as you rightly said, with the selective products of life LIC or UTI, which was available at that point of time, they tried and did a little bit of planning from that perspective. And I come from a Gujarati Kachi background. So a little bit of equity in our community comes in a very easy and early way. So for us, it was still far more easier. But with the majority of the population, it was dependent on either defined plan or buying of government, which is PF and PPF, or investing into UTI or a LIC. And because from defined plan, it started moving to, from defined benefits, it started moving to market link benefits. Today, majority of them who is retired are finding it difficult to make two ends meet, as you rightly said. I think three things people did not factor in. One was the cost of living. Second was the medical cost. And third was uh, life expectancy. Thanks to innovation, 
research and development in our day-to-day life, our life expectancy kept increasing. And that's why the current lot uh, is going through a lot of pain. And as you rightly said, I think it has become more evident and important for a new generation to start thinking about retirement now because uh, they have also a set of different or new challenges. Their lifestyles have changed. In India, still they live with their parents, so they're not worried about household like high-end gadgets, whether it is Apple phone, whether it is their earphones, whether they're AirPods, uh, or whether holidays, or whether buying cars. I think the lifestyle has completely changed. And because they have a disposable income, uh, so they are happy to have an immediate gratification by using those, uh, that money towards uh, the current enjoyment, rather than worrying about the future or worrying about, you know, how many years will I earn and how many years will I, I can stay without uh, income or depend on my generated and accumulated income uh, to service me when I'm not physically working. So I think today that's the challenge all of us as Indians are facing. And now we are officially the largest populated country in the world uh, with very little government can help us uh, because government's tax collections and other avenues are not good enough to support retirals for each and every individuals of our country. And that's why retirement is very, very crucial. And one has to start day, you start earning. And there are a lot and lot many options which are available, right from a small SIP in mutual fund uh, to investing into direct equity, investing into PF, PPF. A lot of those options today are available, but I'll keep our focus to what is reverse mortgage and how does reverse mortgage help And I think uh, as we discussed, uh, reverse mortgage has more one. The objective of me doing this podcast with you is that people are aware what is reverse mortgage. Though we are discussing about why future generations should worry about retirement. But this is one avenue which can apply immediately to current retired people also. Let me give some context for this. And Jayesh gave a very fantastic example, right? The amount of expenses we are incurring on a daily basis. I couldn't imagine when I was a child, you know, that we would be spending 20,000 on buying uh, earphones. And now, which is the norm, right? Everyone has an Apple earpod, which is roughly around 20,000. So expenses are rising. Income, maybe not as much. So retirement planning is becoming more and more difficult. But just what happens is a lot of people are not able to save a lot of money. But Indians, typically, they are very fond of having their own house. So uh, they would spend all their money and put all their eggs in, in one basket, which is the house, right? At our company, there's a colleague of mine who bought a house recently. And I asked, and I was having dinner with him and I happened to ask him, Hey, where do you invest your money? To where do you save your money? Which mutual fund plan? Uh, which FD? And then he gave a very interesting reply. He said, in Mumbai, either you do mutual funds or you buy a house. You can't do both because <laughs> buying a house is so expensive. Correct. Correct. So, Jess, in this situation where someone is nearing their retirement and who unfortunately doesn't have much saving in their hand, but uh, they happen to have a very nice property That's for right. themselves. So, yeah, we have been hearing reverse mortgage is one tool where they can leverage the home to get some monthly payment. Right. So, can you please run it for our listener? What 
is the meaning of reverse mortgage sure thank you uh, so reverse mortgage is exactly opposite of buying the house let's take example of your friend your friend bought a house in bombay right so suppose he bought a house which cost 100 rupees he has to bring in 25 rupees of his own money either he's accumulated take from parents family friends whoever owned by bank uh, to your friend of course depending on his income so that he can ha- buy a house so he gives in 25 rupees his salary is good enough for bank to give him 75 rupees loan he gets the house he starts enjoying the house and this 75 rupees he pays over a period of 5 10 15 20 years in the form of equated monthly installment to the bank and the day one 100% uh, uh, ownership is moved to him and he can do whatever he wants with the house the reverse mortgage works exactly the same only difference here is you have a house which is 100% owned by you there is no loan pending or anything on that house and you can do exactly the reverse bank can give you 75 rupees against that house by the way of monthly installments for 5 10 15 or 20 years with interest okay the only thing here which is different than a housing loan is this is available only to senior citizen who are at the age of 60 and above is not available to everybody number 1 number 2 interest gets accumulated or deducted from that 75 rupees which they are going to give you and the beauty is you may complete the tenure and you and your spouse if you are still alive you continue staying in the property bank doesn't come and take away the property from you the the monthly installment stops you enjoy the property till you and your spouse are around and once anything happens to you bank goes back to your legal head and tells them that you have taken 75 rupees plus interest against this property either your heir pays them the money and takes the possession of that property or bank will sell this property and after taking their capital and interest what is pending they will give it to your legal head so this is in a nutshell is a reverse mortgage all about now let me give an example if there is a senior citizen whose spouse is no more is staying in bombay dependent in either on his pension which is not very high or for his sons or daughter to support to him and for whatever reason the monthly expenses is not been able to pay so this gentleman can put his house where he is living in and get the 75 rupees divided by monthly installments and look after himself so he is not dependent family supporting he can also have a source of income which is out of the property which he is built over of his lifetime so if i understand correctly how this will work is that so someone has got a home home loan and got a house repaid it over the years and by the time he or she is 60 they are owning the house 100% by themselves unfortunately Correct. they might not have and tied over their remaining 15 to 20 years so what they do is they can go to the bank and say ki boss when i die you can take my property sell it off and recover the amount and the bank on that guarantee gives them a monthly payment uh, which is decided by the bank and the person Okay. So this is how no, they works. don't even have to give guarantee. It is implied that bank will not sell it, or he doesn't have to tell bank. Either the legal head pays the money, whom the assets or liabilities are going to go after the person is no more, their children or relative or whoever, 
in case they don't want then bank will sell it and give them the balance payment okay okay they don't have to clarify or they don't have to give any such commitment at the start or immediately got it so what what will happen is banks will pay for 15 20 years whatever the amount is pre decided and after that the banks will not come only when they die yes. banks will go to their uh, sons or daughter which is their legal heir and they can say ki if you want the house you pay me back the amount that have been accrued of property otherwise the banks will auction the property and and recover their dues and whatever money is remaining they will again pass this to the legal heirs that's right that's right you're absolutely right and this is mandated for all the banks to do for senior citizen all public sector banks uh, this is mandated by government the money has been used for 10 15 20 years in case they outlive this monthly installments they do to vacate the house and where will they stay afterwards and they are uh, to remind you they are all old by then right so that money is been taken out uh, by government providing this assurance that the house will not be vacated till both husband and wife both either of the spouse is around till that so basically your your house is there until you're alive so that's right yes you're, you're safe that's right and and just one point that you and in our last uh, session uh, which is the interest portion right so so we admin did some research and i'll give some basic suppose there is a house which is worth and someone says okay we can give a loan of 80% It comes to around eighty lakhs, right. and they will calculate the monthly payment on that. But from the eighty lakh loan value, for a, we are assuming a fifteen-year term, yes. the monthly payment is only comes to only eighteen thousand four hundred and thirty-two, and out of the eighty lakh rupees, only thirty-three odd lakhs is coming in the form of monthly payment, whereas. The chunk of the money, forty-six odd lakhs, is going just for the interest payment portion. So, just in the surface, reverse mortgage product looks very good, but when we calculate the amount we are getting, so uh, from the eighty lakh loan value, we are not actually getting the whole eighty lakh, right? Uh, a huge chunk of the money gets taken by the bank in the form of interest only. Right. So is that a big put off uh, for reverse mortgage taker and how should people look at this so you are absolutely right this is one area which everybody should be aware but let me also give you a counter argument same happens when you take a loan right if you let's take the yes. same example you borrowed 80 lakh from for your house you don't pay 80 lakhs you end up paying at least two times of 80 lakh you end up paying yes. at least double if you are taken 15 20 year loan you don't pay 80 you end up paying 1 and 1/2 crore or little more right so same thing applies there but because here you are getting a house on bank's cost people don't worry about that right or people say that okay at least i have a roof over my head people don't worry about interest here because house is yours and you are calculating and saying on out of 80 i am only getting in this example let's say 45 bank is taking 35 lakh away right so it's the similar thing but yeah you're right uh, if you look at the current prevailing interest rates Uh, the range are between eight and half to nine percent, eight and half to ten percent for housing loan, and it also works as and when they give you the amount. Suppose you decided to get say ten thousand rupees a month, so once they give you first ten thousand rupees, suppose the interest rate is ten percent, then the ten percent on ten thousand rupees applies, and you use that money for fifteen years. You are not repaid to the bank, right? 
So yes, yes, in uh, the person who's using mortgage loan should be aware that you are taking this money. The interest cost is a, also an important and a large parameter, and it cannot be ignored. You should be aware. But the counter argument is you are taking this money for your day-to-day comfort and survival. Because if you have a property today and you don't have an income, how will you survive? You can't go and borrow money, right? And if you are borrowing money in any form, you have to you are liable to pay interest. So I'm not saying that reverse mortgage is the way where government is supporting or this is the way retirer will be supported. No, this is one avenue where retired or senior citizen can utilize their asset to borrow against. So let's not misunderstand that it is a retirement tool. This is a, a opportunity or this is an asset available for retirees to use in case they want to borrow money. And any money you borrow, there is interest cost. And here also there is an interest cost which is involved and which, as you rightly said in this example, is sizable enough for people to uh, understand. And also you have to keep in mind it is sizable because they have lended money to you for 15 years. If you pay that money back like a housing loan before time, or you stop this activity, you will not end up paying that much money. I hope this clarifies. Another, yes, that was I think clear key. If you are taking a loan, then interest uh, is a part of it, and over a fifteen-year period, naturally, it will form a big chunk of it. But uh, Jay's also one thing many people have said is instead of taking reverse mortgage, people can go for other methods of getting money uh, and this would require their own cal- calculation and will vary from case to case but in general how should people think about this so the first situation is if they're having a big house they can sell the house and and then buy a smaller house so let's say they were living in a 3 bhk apartment they can downsize to a 1 bhk or a 2 bhk apartment and from the balance amount they can you know uh, fund some of their ex- expenses or you know maybe they can uh, move in a re- rented accommodation which is smaller than their current house and get rental in- income from the bigger house so you know just in general how should people think about this alternatives also so the two options which you spoke are very logical and appeal to younger generation right rational thinking but what we are forgetting in this both examples is the attachment or an emotional value of staying in that location for years, number one. Number two, you are dislodging them from their day-to-day comfort because house is not only about four walls. It's about an ecosystem, right? Your neighbors, your mates, uh, you're closer to the market, where you live. Just imagine at an older age to create that discomfort of moving from comfortable your uh, long house to a new locality, new house, changing the whole ecosystem. So these two are very, very important factions. One is emotional attachment to the house which you live in. And second, dislodging somebody at that age and restarting uh, the whole uh, lifestyle again. These two are beyond comparison with money. And I think because of these two reasons, the option which you spoke, which is a rational, logical option, appeals only to younger generation and not to older generation. And we are seeing that happening. A lot of people at younger generation are not buying houses now. They are happy to pay rent. You gave example of city like Bombay. Bombay, it is cheaper to rent than to own. So you are seeing that changes also coming in with a newer generation. 
but because of this two reason i think the options which you have suggested i don't think a lot of people opt for that option in fact let me give you another example we are speaking about reverse mortgage and as i told you start of the conversation that this subject is closer to my heart and i uh, tried convincing all the senior citizen which i meet including my mother in law and none of them want to do what you and me are talking about they saying how can we leave loan for our children so i think this uh, emotional aspect and the value system i think which is not getting captured in majority of these decisions play a huge role than the logical solution which you are providing that that is such a good point right you can rent out and stay in some other place or sell your house and move to a, a smaller apartment but the emotional baggage that people have towards their own houses something you know it's an ingrained in our indian tradition so that is one very good point and also you mentioned right that that when you when you were talking to some of your relatives about taking this reverse mortgage they say ki how can i leave a burden to my you know legal heirs and you know people have this habit of uh not habit but tradition of uh keeping an asset for their child or daughter when they die so just letting the banks take it is very non intuitive for the indian uh, culture so to say so just any other reason why this this as a concept has not picked up in india at at least i mean we don't see hoardings uh, or advertisement about reverse mortgage or you know not many people talk about this concept so apart from the traditional uh, factor of you know keeping a house for the son or the daughter is there any other reason that you think uh, i feel the other important reason is one is awareness because uh, people are not aware of this facility which is available uh, all public sector banks offer this uh, a senior citizen uh, education that you know bank will not come and take over your house if you outlive the installments so i think one is lack of awareness which is not there with people second is this emotional inertia which we spoke about that how will i do my my ch- children are not here my kids are not here how do i leave behind what will happen uh if, if anything happens to us how will my children manage so second is this emotional aspect which is there and third the demographics of india the only reason why you're not seeing hoardings or banks coming and populating this is uh if you go to demographics we are still a young india average age population is below 35 right so i think this will become more important and more popular as our current uh, population grows older that's where i think banks and everybody will look at that as a business opportunity i think today they are very happy to fund your and my iphone and airpods that they are not seeing that it's lucrative uh, the throughput the energy versus the result which they have to apply in this product vis-a-vis what is happening around i think people are not seeing this as a big business opportunity or where we feel that efforts versus rewards are in their favor and that's why i think currently this is not popularized by all yes i think i think that's true and also you mentioned one very good point ki people above 60 or 65 they wouldn't at least in this generation they wouldn't feel very comfortable going to a bank and 
after all it's a it's a loan and it's a big sum and the overall hassle of applying understanding all these new terms and conditions is not very comfortable i would say yeah correct and <laughs> I, i i i'm hoping that this generation start listening to podcasts as well and get educated <laughs> So Jess uh, I I I wanted to share you one interesting story that I read okay so uh, there is this guy uh, he is a frenchman his name is Andre Francois Raffray and he made a deal with a with a 90 year old lady and the deal was I will pay you some amount of money every month and when you die you just give me your house and then he will take over the house so not the typical reverse mortgage that is in uh, that banks are offering but the deal was I'll, he will give this 90 year old lady some fixed amount of uh, payments every month and when she dies he will get the house at that time the deal looked very attractive but what happened was the lady the 90 year old lady turned out to be the oldest person to ever live so <laughs> she was alive till 122 years hmm. and Sadly the guy who made the deal he died before her mm-hmm. and his wife had to continue sending her you know pay- payments <laughs> so very so, interesting the calculation goes wrong uh, the life expectancy uh went more than is calculated but it was form of reverse mortgage so his calculation of life expectancy went down so here how banks are covering is they are committing x number of years to you and they yes. don't give more than 20 years So they yes. they have upper limit. So yes, they don't they have, like this gentleman. They don't have to perpetually pay. <laughs> the person lives. They have they are putting an end date because finally, as you rightly said, they are calculating principal plus interest. That's their outer line. They will not go out of their pocket. So here, yeah, I think the banks, banks have learned lesson. from this. They have read the story as well. They have learned from the story. It's not a perpetual commitment. Is what they are giving. <laughs> That's true. So so just before ending the podcast a uh, lot of people want to take a step towards retirement planning understand more about personal finances investing so what would be a good starting point uh, for someone who is keen in beginning or expanding their knowledge maybe if you can recommend a recent book that you read or a movie or some youtube video anything that can help our listener So I think uh, there is lot which is available already. I think the low hanging fruit is uh, mutual funds have become very popular medium. A lot of people are participating. It's become a household name. We look at uh, systematic investment plan data. So I think majority of mutual funds have investor education section uh, on their platform including us Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. Uh, we have investor education uh that's the first way uh of starting and there they've created all the buckets uh for different age group people uh, or a different goal and how can you reach that goal by invest- investing including retirement so that's one thing i recommend everybody to do uh and go and have a look at that and uh learn second ex- experience by investing into various products third the book which you spoke about i think uh the book which helps people on personal finance starting was my favorite uh, where i started was rich dad poor dad where you understand the value of the money then i want moved into uh, what runs the market so there's a book called little book that beats the market 
and the latest uh, i read is psychology of money so i recommend this two or three readings anybody interested must read psychology of money is balancing both uh, investment as well as the mindset so that's the latest read i have and i found that very very interesting and uh, everybody can relate to the first uh, book and the last book everybody can relate to second book is very technical in nature and people can uh, use that book to fall asleep fast because it's technical in nature but i think the third book psychology of money is very very interesting read excellent book suggestions and three the three books that you mentioned even i love them absolutely thank you and morgan housel who is the uh, author of psychology of money he recently did a podcast with uh, ashish also ashish had we, we did a, we were the first one motilal oswal did the podcast with him on his new book same as ever and lot of insights there uh, and this book he has covered uh, saying you know how uh, many time we leave so many things thinking that it's matter of luck and how before the event a small thing which changes and he started with his personal narrative that uh, the skiing accident where he just decided not to go yes. out of no reason and how two of his best friends went and they died so a lot of interesting uh, things he is approach in this new book as well uh, called same same as ever and uh, we also have a youtube video of that chat if anybody is interested they can type in motilal oswal uh, uh, with this author and you'll be able to go through that we'll also link it in our description sure. and yes it was lovely having you thank you so much and hope to see you in some other episode again Perfect. Pleasure was all mine. I enjoyed doing this show. I wish you and all the listeners all the best. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Jay. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic, then you can reach out to me on Twitter. I go by the username at the red session nj or LinkedIn using my full name that is session Ningthao Kongjam. We would be happy to take your suggestions. That's all from our side. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 